Hypeability Top 5, the weekly podcast where we analyze, discuss, and spin our thoughts about the movie High Fidelity five minutes at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. I'm Candice LaSalle. I'm Kathy Stoker. And I'm David Stoker. Hello. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey. So we're back. Um, I just threw that spin in there because Dave keeps doing it, and I actually don't know what I mean when I say spin. <laughs> You're uh, spinning records. You're spinning records. But I'm spinning You're DJ. Like, spin. <laughs> <laughs> all right that, that totally clears it up for there me. you go yeah uh so that's what you meant that's so we're back uh this is uh episode nine we're talking about minutes 41 through 45 uh these minutes start with rob trying to explain the horrible things that he did to laura and ends five minutes later uh with rob clearly being clueless uh with penny at dinner mm. yeah so I, my note said this was the explanation episode. Uh, explanation episode, yeah. He's trying to explain all of the... Keep explaining, Rob. All the four <laughs> the four horrible things that, you know, that he did uh, right. to Laura. Actually, I guess well, he did the money. He talked about the money in the last, yeah. last week. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think it starts with him trying to explain... Uh, him looking, he's telling Laura that, he, yeah, I'm looking for other people, something along or those lines. He, interested, interested in other people, yeah, even though they're in a relationship. And she set him up for that, right? Like, right. so what are you guys happy? Think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think we said in the last episode, I don't know, I don't think that's fair for her to like latch on to that. But if you set someone up like that, but. But Entrapment. once it's hard to hear that, once you hear that, well, it's stuck in your head, right? So, I mean, of course she's going to be a little upset, but but he, he says something about Ian. Well, yeah, because she, the reason why she, he believes, the reason why she, because she, she had asked uh, the question, you know, we're pretty unhappy. Yeah. And, he, and she said, don't you agree? And he said, yes. And the conversation, you know, then turned to, are you looking at other people? And his reasoning is, is that the whole conversation was to absolve her from looking at Ian and thus going with Ian. Mm. This is in Rob's mind. I don't know if this is true or not, but right. this is what he thinks. And again, the only bit of truth here is that she is smarter than Rob because he's stupid. Right. <laughs> you, you said that like it's fact. <laughs> well, that's what he says. He's like. He's like, she's much smarter than I because I'm, you know, I'm stupid or whatever he says. And he says all this on the subway. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, like, so do you think was Laura's seeing Ian or was she interested in seeing Ian or I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to, is it, yeah, we don't know the timetable of all of this, do we? Of when right. all, all these things were said and done. And when she's asking him. Or, you know, we're not happy or saying we're not happy. And so she already knows that he slept with someone else. Right. So, yeah, I guess that she, you know, she could be seeing Ian and, or maybe not seeing him, but interested. Right. I don't know. This is, it's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't have, you know, it, it's an interesting leap that he makes. Or, mm. I don't know if it's a leap. And he's like, oh, and, you know, this is what we were actually talking about was her and Ian. Like, oh. I w- I've, I'm not smart enough to have put those <laughs> those two together. Um, right. 
Well, again, we're not privy to previous information, so we don't know. We're just we just know she's left, and she's living with Ian. She keeps coming back for stuff, but we're not privy to arguments, discussion. You know, she doesn't say like, you know, I've met someone else, so I'm leaving. She just has gone. Do we so know we, she's living with Ian? We just know this Ian guy. That's all we know. Well, she yeah. Well, Do she we? knows. At this point, we I think. Um, I don't know if we know that yet. Yeah. That's okay, but oh yeah, no, I know. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, right. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff we don't know, and Is I want to know. I want to be there for all those conversations that they had. I want flashbacks to those conversations, but again, it would be his flashback, and not necessarily her flashback. So, right. everyone experiences yeah, things differently. Yeah, we're seeing all of this through Rob's eyes. Right. So right, yeah, right. We don't get Laura's perspective, at least not yet. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And would he have come to that same... If he didn't know about Ian, how would this little subway exchange go when he's talking about... Like, what did he think originally when she was asking him... Oh, or she was asking him... Yeah, where does he think she she went? Like, if she... Again, these are conversation, previous conversations. Like, if she leaves, like, where does she go? Like, she, he only finds out about Ian through Liz. Right, right. Because Liz says, you know, I don't think much of this Ian guy. You know, that's the only information we have based on Ian other than Ian lived upstairs from them. Yeah. Yeah. Liz could be at her parents. Liz could be, uh, sorry, Laura could be at her parents. Laura could be at Liz's. At the office. Yeah. I think, I think Liz would have said, you know, she's staying with me. Right. Because if she had already made that call to inform him about Ian and, you know, to you know, to talk through stuff, I think she would have said, "Oh, you know, Laura's with me." Yeah. <sighs> Relationships are hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, I guess moving on, the so he starts to talk about the pregnancy, right? And uh, how he found out about it. He found out about it later. He didn't know. Seems, I think. Of course I, he didn't. Of course he didn't. Do you believe him? Yeah, I do believe him based on the way he says it. Do you guys believe him that he didn't know? I do. I, the way he tells it, I, I, I think he's honest in that regard. Um, I don't think he's necessarily a dishonest person in terms of what he's telling us. It's just no. his point of view. Right. It's just his point of view, of course. Yeah, I think and he, I think, feels slighted and wronged in every turn. So he's finding... Well, yeah, it's like this minute in this, the minutes are kind of about this right he's trying to he figure it out he feels wrong and he's trying to figure mm. out why or he wants to go find out why yeah he, he glances over the the sleeping with another person he just sort of references it he's like mm. you know he kind of says uh you know you know i did I, I did i did sleep with someone else you know he just sort of talks says it and then they talk about the pregnancy and then it moves on mm-hmm. right. and he just doesn't reference like why he did it you know what were they were they on a you know Ross Rachel break where they on you know what was what 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 caused that particular thing it's right. right and she knew about it at when he tells her when they stay together like I don't know I'm gonna say when I was their age nah you cheat on me it's over it's done you know there, there's no kids there's nothing you know so so she they, she stayed yep. mm. I never well, that, Go ahead. 
I'm sorry, Candace, I didn't want to cut you off, but I want to say I agree with you. Like, this is where I, I want to know more about right. the conversation. Like, I feel like they don't give you that much conversation around their conversation around the pregnancy. And I just want to see, hear more, but maybe that's where you need Laura's perspective as well. Like, he just kind of, you know, quickly summarizes, glosses over, and then I'm like, yeah, how did they stay together? How did she stay together? I mean, he cheated on her. She's pregnant terminates the pregnancy I mean I just I feel like those are major deal breakers at that time in your life but I don't know maybe I'm being judgy um I, I just want to know more yeah um, did they process it did they discuss it further was it just that conversation that we get a little mm. glimpse of yeah we're just getting a little snippet of their life yeah we're not he's yeah. not getting we need a three-hour movie <laughs> Right, right, right. <clears throat> High fidelity, like, the director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I guess all these things, he's, he's being honest with us, right? Yes. And so, I mean, I think even just going back to him saying he slept with somebody, he's not denying it. He's not making excuses for it. He's saying he did it. Right. So he is being pretty. There was a moment, I mean, I've watched these minutes, you know, quite a few times just getting ready. And. It's right near the end you know, when he's like, you know, uh, who needs a drink? You know, after kind of, <laughs> it, mm. I thought it was a good bit of acting because, you know, he is like, like bearing his soul in a way. Like these are all these, here's some horrible stuff I did. And he's, you know, he's talking to us and, um, you know, kind of laying it all out there. And I think I would be exhausted too. Like, uh, all right, I need a drink. That was a lot of uh, soul bearing I just did. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean. I don't know. And how does he feel knowing that she terminated the pregnancy while they were together? He didn't know about it. She went through that emotionally and he had no clue. He does say something about. Yeah. Being self-righteous and saying, how right. dare you? And my kid yeah, too, you know. or something like that. Yeah. No, I know. But I mean, when she actually had, did goes it, through it, she goes through it. She was alone. Yeah. And they're still together, right. and mm. she's she's either you know putting I don't know a brave face or she's not showing any how she's feeling and, and he, mm. or he doesn't pick up on any of that. Yeah, I think Maybe. why are they together? Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think they both need to do some soul searching because I don't know. I agree. I completely agree. And I go back and forth between you know I understand he's complicated character but mm. right now i'm not so like thrilled with him again <laughs> yeah yeah i know yeah. there are there are very few plus marks in his right in his but he re but he recognizes what he is after divulging these things like when he's in the bar he tells us he's like after he lists the four things he's like i am an effing a-hole he says it like he recognizes mm. these Good. things make make him seem like what he is right right yeah and so is this where we're supposed to have this turn of like he's continuing his self-growth, self-discovery by starting to reflect deeper on past relationships? Yeah. So why does he jump into that? Pulling out the he's calling everyone. We've got Bruce Springsteen. Is that? No. No, no that's after. So that's after he talks to uh, 
uh, her, the girl's mom. Right. Yeah. So he get, he decides to call. He digs through his. Yeah, he comes back to his apartment and he pulls out his box of like mementos or. Yeah, I don't quite understand his because he's like, "Why am I doomed to be left?" I think is the, yes. how he phrases it. And yeah. So, so in some ways, it, it sounds like he's. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, there's some victim. He feels like a victim yes. in all of these relationships. <laughs> That's a much nicer way to put it. <laughs> Just trying to be give the guys. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he, so he calls what yeah, Alice and Ashmore is that who the first one is? Yep, talks and then to her call, mom. Yeah, the, talks, mother is great. the mother's fantastic. <laughs> she is. She's like, no, no, no. This was her. She's married to her first first boyfriend. Well, so it made me think in that moment, like if someone called my mother and kept saying, <laughs> um, "She is Mrs. Chris, Christopher LaSalle, and she, it's her first boyfriend," and like, this obviously means a lot to this family. Like, I don't right. know. I don't know that I would be, like, super proud. Yeah, my daughter married her seventh grade boyfriend. But maybe that's, like, this, to them, it's a, oh, she found her first love, and they've been right. in love. And, but oh, don't refer to her as, like, she obviously loves this guy. How many times does yeah. she say his name over her daughter's name in that scene? Right. Mrs. Mrs. Kevin Bannister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, so 50s. Yeah, it was, I don't know, I, but then she's there with her, her rosé and, I don't know, whatever she's <laughs> Right, saying. right, right. All right, Bob. Bob. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, because she, she asks his name again. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then she still Ooh, doesn't remember his name. Right, right. Yeah. I was the first. And then, Rob, but Rob keeps going on like it's some sort of badge of honor. He's like, right. I was the first. Right. No, no, I was, I was like, he keeps saying it and she's like, yeah, okay, whatever. I, I gotta go. <laughs> no, like, why does it? Yeah, I don't know. Why, why does it matter to him so much? And just for the record, I don't like his hair style in this scene. <laughs> he, he, he can't win. I don't know uh, if I noticed his Al hair in this scene. <clears throat> uh, Allison Ashmore's mom is played by uh, Marilyn Dodds Frank. Marilyn Dodds Frank. Mm. So, and. Uh, you know, looking at like, oh, she was in uh, Flatliners, the original Flatliners. Like, ooh, who was she? She was the bag lady. <laughs> like, uh, okay, I know that that character. Didn't like at it. the grocery store, bagging groceries, or like someone who lives on the street. Uh, I would assume a bag lady is someone who lives on the street, okay. and a bagging lady would be someone oh. who's bagging groceries. Okay. So, I'll assume a homeless person. <laughs> <laughs> bag lady. Uh, That's her credit. Yeah, she was also in Richie Rich the movie. Richie Rich <laughs> oh, really? the movie. Wow. Which I loved Richie Rich. I had like a zillion Richie Rich comics yeah, when I was a too. kid, but yeah. I never watched the movie because just. I don't. Well, when did the movie come out? 1994. Wow. Oh, yeah, I guess I was in the 30s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I mean, that 30s. was post, 1994? Uh, post Home Alone Macaulay Culkin. <sighs> anyway, so nothing that's super exciting about uh, Allison Ashmore's mom. What do you think's in that box that he pulls out? What other stuff do you think's in there? He's got a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of old mementos. Uh, yeah, like so notes think, from girlfriends? I think there's notes in there's there. There's a lot of paper there's in probably, there. Probably photographs. Um, I think we see a photograph later uh, Later on. He's got other boxes of stuff that mm. he goes through. Oh, okay. But, uh, I, I, I don't have a box. I have so I many boxes I... of... I well, I have know. boxes of stuff, but I don't have boxes. Oh, like a like... box. Old girlfriend stuff. I know, but we just talked about this with our son about you know, do you keep anything from from previous relationships? And you said you thought you did have a few things. Oh, yeah, like I have like a book, 
Okay. But not like pictures or mementos or, oh. you know, uh, right. thinking of clueless, you know, the, the towel that cured, you know, her, right. you know, stuff, right. those sorts of things. Like I don't have a box of mementos. I may have a book or something somewhere. Yeah, that's good. I mean, yeah, I don't have a box of like, yeah, memories. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't either. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> So does this say something about Rob? Is he, you know, more emotionally well? I mean, intelligent or connected in some way? Well, we don't know if that's a box of girlfriend stuff. It could just be it's just junk. That could be like mm. the only box of junk he has. <laughs> I think it's a box of girlfriend stuff. You do? I do. Oh, because I, of... I, I think it's a box of girlfriend okay. stuff too. I do too. Okay. I, I think All right. It, I think it fits with his character too, right? Like, yes. clearly, he's hung. He has got a top five list of breakups. This is not something he just invented for. Right. Our sake in the movie, I have a feeling he's been carrying around that top five uh, for a long time. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean the uh, box yeah, looks so... pretty beat up. How many times does he go through that box? <laughs> <laughs> every time he has a breakup, I, I was going to say yeah. at least after every breakup. <laughs> the uh, yeah. the little the little black book that he pulls out, I did find uh, a tidbit on it, um, which is crazy that there's a tidbit on it. Uh, but it's um, it's a it's a like a composition book, and it was a standard issue for uh, when John Cusack went to high school. That particular brand of book was issued to all the students, so that's something that's like from John Cusack's oh, past, it's personal his, past. It's his own personal. Mm. Oh, I don't know if it's oh. his personal book, but it's a the 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 brand and the make of a oh, okay. of a. Oh, neat. I think it was a Chandler or something. I forget what the name of it was. Um, but I'm just like, well, that's a random, random piece of trivia. I right. love that. And thank you, Chris, once again, for being our lead researcher in High Fidelity. Because I love all these fun facts. Tidbits. Tidbits. Chris's tidbits. Chris tidbits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can come up with a different name for that segment. Uh, Timbits. No. Uh, yeah. All right. So he's, he's he learns. So he learns that uh, he's absolved. Oh, no, he learns that. Well, actually, not, I, don't, I actually I don't, don't quite understand scene. his reaction to this. Yeah, so we were talking about that too. We were watching the minutes before, and he's like, you know, he's jumping around. He's like, Allison has more married Kevin Bannister. I'm finally free. And it's like, Why? yeah, but she dumped you for Kevin. Like, I would feel even worse. Like, I was the first guy she kissed, and she married the second. Right. Like, what, right. Was, what was wrong with me? Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it either. Like, I don't understand what, yeah, what is the... Well, okay. But so also, is... can we just say, this is seventh grade, and he was dating her for a week. Who cares? <laughs> right. I don't know. I just... <laughs> I just, like, yeah, I get why maybe she's not technically thinking of him as her first boyfriend, because... They only smooched. They only smooched. Maybe they never said they were boyfriend-girlfriend. They just kissed. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just so you're... he's holding on to a lot from seventh grade and like oh, geez. He is. oh yeah. Well, if he... she's on his top five list yeah. of breakups, I mean he clearly's holding on to something. How many breakups do you think he's had? Six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well I think it's what he's categorizing as a relationship versus like, you know, he doesn't talk about the person that he cheated on with Laura. Yeah. Oh. Right. 
Yeah, but I don't know if he counts that person. No, yeah. No, I hear what you're saying because, yeah. But he counts his first kiss as a relationship. Right. So right. Is, is he excited that, he's excited about this. Here's, I'm trying to put my thoughts okay, yeah, around. Back to that. Uh, he's excited because she didn't break up with him because of something he did. Yeah, maybe that broke it. up with because she ended up with Kevin Bannister and married him and just is happy. Then there was no negative fallout from that relationship. Is that what? That's why he's happy? Because I mean, he's like he feels he feels you know, absolved and mm-hmm. uh, had nothing to do with him. Had you know, it was fate. Right, she's okay. Fate. It was fate, right? Yeah, so I think he's. Well, I guess we. I guess we as we move on to the next scene with with Bruce Springsteen. It's. Uh, Bruce says it like, oh, yeah, you just talk to your old girlfriend, see if they forgive you. Right. So he wants that. Is that what he's looking for? He's looking for forgiveness from these women. And so forgiveness. Probably looking for closure. It's like he's like, you'd feel good, you know, clean. And uh, what is what does Bruce say? Clean and uh, something. Uh, Yeah. I I love the Bruce Springsteen stuff. Yeah. I actually looked that up. Um, Bruce Springsteen came up with that line. Um, he kind of like changed it all and uh it said so i'm reading right now from a quote i saw it's um from one of the producers or something he said bruce they came up the line and bruce was like well this is all great you guys are great i'm happy to do this but you can't really say that they'll feel better you don't really know that they'll feel better and so bruce changed the line in the movie he says you'll feel better and then they'll feel better maybe so Bruce Springsteen mm. helped our movie. He made that's, it more sophisticated. Oh, I love Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> mm. That's my favorite like like moment of the Bruce Springsteen. Like, like oh, you'll feel better. They'll feel better. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it's like, no. It's so like you know, you know, he knows that's exactly true. Right. Like, yeah, this mm. is all for you, Rob. You're not doing anything for them. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is this movie then, which we can save it for the end? But is it about forgiveness and closure? I mean, those are two. This is like kind of a big thing with Bruce Spring having Bruce Springsteen mm. make this cameo. Yeah, I feel like I need to. That's a good question, Kathy. I feel like I need to wait till right till we get to the end to say, okay, what was this movie really about? Because I'm yeah. still for me, it's still about guys in a record store, right? <laughs> and uh, this annoying Laura girl that keeps coming into the movie. It's annoying. What Rob's not annoying. <laughs> no, I mean, just... we love Rob, but. He's also, mm-hmm. right now, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's so many. Uh, it's been fun researching because there's so many articles out there <laughs> about what a jerk Rob is. And, like, mm. he's in, like, and I think people argue that he's a jerk from beginning to end of mm-hmm. the movie. Mm. And uh, Yeah, and of course, this is all, well, it's because it's all from Rob's perspective and he's still a jerk. So maybe he's like a giant. We do catch up, though, right? We do get to... It's we're still kind of it's still kind of we're still kind of learning right right now we're all learning 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 and then right. catching up to present day right. in a way right um, in the book Chris does Bruce Springsteen make a cameo like in a dream or anything uh, Kathy that's a great question uh, I don't remember if that happens. Uh, fail. I don't know. Oh no, it's fine. I mean, I was just curious. I will find. I will find the out. Authors uh, bring in Bruce Springsteen, or they bring in someone else, or no one. Well, it's interesting because the other, like, like you know, behind the scenes thing is that originally 
they wanted Bob Dylan for that this scene. John Cusack mm. wanted Bob Dylan to do this. Oh really? Oh, but see, I saw something that said John Cusack. He he call, he personally called Bruce Springsteen and said, "Hey, you know, this is a weird ask." What website are you on? I don't know. It was an interview with John Cusack, so I don't know. He's well, that's like, interesting. It was like for the twentieth yeah. anniversary. He said, "Yeah." Hmm. All right. Well, now we now we're getting mixed messages. Yeah. So the internet is not reliable, is what you're saying. Well, this is a I like. Okay. I, I love Bob Dylan, but I like having Bruce Springsteen because I think he fits. Well, yeah. I guess Bob Dylan would have fit too because of their musical. Well, they've already referenced Bob Dylan, so yeah, um, one of the one of the records, or did they? Didn't we reference Bruce Springsteen too? Did we? The first we song. May, we right? may have the yeah, track the, one. He plays the river right when he. Oh right. uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, no, it's. I agree. I like Bruce Springsteen. I love this. I just love this moment. It's so brief, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. There's um, in this. Right, no, 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 no. Um, is it, it? I mean, do you think it adds to the movie in terms of like storytelling, or do you think it's a little cheesy having Bruce Springsteen pop in? Well, I guess if he was showing up like throughout the movie, like like constantly on his <laughs> like, sh- yeah. shoulder like an angel, like oh, you should be doing this <laughs> now or doing that now. I think that would yeah that would be. I don't think I would like that. I think it's very random that he just pops in for this moment and is gone and not referenced again. Why do you think? Yeah, why do you think Bruce Springsteen's in his head? Is it because? Well, doesn't he doesn't he say something? He says it's like that old. It's like Bruce Springsteen. Oh yeah. Song because you know, he references him and then he sort of just right, in his right. room playing the guitar. That's right. Yeah. 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 Sorry, uh, slacker. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. No, I think it's great. I think it sort of helps us. Yeah. See more into Rob's, you know, pro, you know, brain right. a little bit into what he's thinking. And he's, you know, having an internal argument with himself and the term, you know, Bruce is trying to bring some honesty to him. Like, right. yeah, you might be, you, you'll feel good, but you know, the other people, you know, might not feel so good, right. you know, and cause he even, he's like at the end, he's like, thanks boss. You know? <laughs> yeah. They both say in the, in the sequence, uh, good luck and goodbye. Yeah. Bruce says it, and then John, uh, John, <laughs> Rob repeats it back. Uh, "Good luck, goodbye" is actually the last line of a Bruce Springsteen song, "Bobby Jean." Mm. So I don't oh. know if they did that deliberately, or if it's probably did, did right? Because oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rob definitely, if he's imagining it all in his head, I could see him like, in some ways, I could see him having the conversation in just mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen lyrics. You know, you could almost see it going down like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but glory days. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, I have to. Can I? I guess I'm gonna back up a little bit um, for tidbits. Yeah. Um, this is tidbits. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh no. The uh, so when uh, the shot where Rob gets off the phone, throws the phone in his chair, you kind of get it's a kind of a medium shot, and you can see a good chunk of of the apartment, mm-hmm. and up up on the ceiling. Um, it's only this, it's like the second time you can see it in the movie. And I went back through the whole movie trying to find this to see if it's elsewhere in the shot, but there's actually five record albums, uh, hanging up on the ceiling and, uh, you know, people wonder, uh, you know, speculated are these Rob's top five albums. Yeah. Um, Oh, wow. Interesting. So would you like to know what they are? Yeah. Yes. All right. They are, uh. Uh, Maggot Brain by Funkadelic. Oh, yeah. gross. <laughs> Ew. 
Tonight's the Night by Neil Young. Curious if any of us have these albums, so shout out mm. if you have one. Yeah, so uh, far, no. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, Wild Honey by the Beach Boys. Mmm. We had that. We had that album. You have or had? Had it. Like when I was growing up, I had oh. that album. Okay, cool. Well, that's one. Uh, Goo by Sonic Youth. And the last one was Double Nickels on the Dime by Minutemen. Yeah. Mm. I don't own any, but do you? <laughs> mm. uh, uh, Double Nickels on the Dime is on my shopping list. Just because I've had that referred to it's me. It's been by, on your shopping list for a while, or because of this? No, no, uh, for a while, because referred to somebody else recommended it. Oh, okay. Uh, I just haven't picked it up, but that doesn't count. I don't own it. You don't have the Neil Young and Beach I, Boys. I'm not. My Neil Young is um, shamefully. I only have like some Neil Young greatest hits albums. I don't have a shamefully. Shamefully. <laughs> is that is that how you say it to your um, other? you know, album elitists when you, uh, when you talk to them? Oh, I, I, I would love to see a scene in this movie where they talk about greatest hits albums. Cause I'm sure they rip into them. as like, you're not a purist if you don't have right. the original LPs or, you know, they, you know, hmm. um, I, I would think a music snob would be very down on greatest hits. Well, so do you think you can't have, the, I mean, like, what if you had all of, you know, particular bands, all of their their albums, but you also had their greatest hits. I think that's allowed okay. if that greatest hits album also has like a couple tracks unavailable anywhere else. What if it doesn't? Then why do you? Well, then why do you have it? Because then you can just listen to all the greatest hits all at once. <laughs> right. That's, that's the whole point. It. It's convenient. It's like a bill. It's, it's convenient. Like a, it's like a your own mixtape, your own playlist. Yeah. yeah. yeah but uh, I get what you're saying. After Allison, does he then move on to Penny? Yes. Right. Yes. yes. He decides. Yeah. He's like, well. He says, uh, he, I want to see the rest of the top five. Yeah. Penny. So, yeah, so Penny, uh, they're at the movies together. Yeah, that seems like a weird thing to me. Like, she agrees to see him and go to, I mean, maybe she's like, well, I've got to go see this movie so you can tag along. But, like, right. dinner and a movie with the guy who, like, kind of, I don't know, broke your heart, but was like a total jerk to you. Mm. It seems like she's given him a lot, mm. but but I guess she's still. It's not a intimate moment in the movie. She's working. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised too that he's on an yeah. agreement with her. I, I was surprised too, but then I'm like, well, does she? You know, they're in different stages, and maybe he's grown up, and and you know, now they're having dinner together, and it looks like a decent, like, nice restaurant. Yeah. Do you think that she thinks there's something that they could be Kindle, or do you think she just was there? I just think it was like two old friends who were just having a having a meal. I don't I don't think it was a date. Like I don't think it was a date. Yeah, I don't think it was a date. It just seemed kind of date ish, mm, and I feel why? like, you know, go get coffee. Like mm. I don't know, did dinner and a movie. But again, again, I'm like, well, she's working. I feel like maybe she's just really a nice person and just like, all right, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll say yes just because you know he's obviously giving him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe giving him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know, but yeah. So she's mm. a movie reviewer. Yep. Yeah. They're at. Uh, they're seeing the Dream Life of Angels, which yeah. I I assumed was a fake movie. Yeah. It is not. It's, mm. a, it's a real movie. It's a foreign film. Oh, and it's, it's a foreign film. It came out in 1998, which I thought was 
interesting too. So that's the like the second thing that's like pinned this movie to 1998, right? We talked mm. about the Bell and Sebastian right. album, and um, so oh, right. I, I I don't I don't I guess I don't know when they filmed it. I mean, it came out in 2000. But I'm like, did they film it in 1998? That'd be my guess. Yeah, and it just. It's, well, I guess you film it and then you have to do all the stuff that they do, you yeah. know, <laughs> and then you got to promote it and then you release it. So, yeah, it probably takes a long time to. Yeah, it's pre-production, the right. the production, post-production. So I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure they slated this, you know, we'll film it in 1998 and, you know, go through all the post-production. Then they got all the marketing stuff and I'm sure it was released right. in 2000. So it's feasible that 1998 oh, yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. yeah. Absolutely. So that's a and real then, movie. That's a real movie. Uh, no one I know. Again, foreign film, so I'm not a mm-hmm. uh, foreign film connoisseur of any sort. So she's, she's reviewing a foreign film then. Yeah. Mm. yeah. She must be really smart. Mm. I get that impression. Sure. Yeah. And then uh, Rob starts, and it seems like she's really intently listening, but then he starts talking about... Yeah. Like Laura and right, yeah, all the how Pat, right. yeah, how all the people wanted to sleep, all his ex girlfriends wanted to sleep with someone else, and he actually gets to oh, and you wanted to sleep with Chris Thompson, <laughs> yeah, and that's where it cuts <laughs> and off. I like slug like, oh. him. Yeah, like, uh oh. <laughs> that's why I was like, no, I want to keep I watching. Know, more. Yeah, her face is so like, yeah, she looks angry and hurt and like, like what? Like, what like, is happening here? That? Yeah. You were, yeah. Oh, I'm excited for the mm-hmm. next five minutes. Just her response. Dave, what was the name you gave her face? She was getting very thin-lipped, so she was getting very angry. Like, she was like, oh. you know, I, I, I've seen that look. Oh, I you know, remember that like... look for my mom, and I knew I was a mom when I started doing it to the kids. <laughs> the thin-lipped? The thin-lipped. Mm. Yeah. 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 I just don't know if he approaches it really well yeah are we surprised per usual yeah per usual well rob has no tact so right he really struggles with a filter which is why he probably hangs around with barry and dick and doesn't can't sustain a relationship can't sustain a relationship so it is your fault rob (laughs) there we go there's our answer i know it is you yeah. It is you. Yeah. I do like his hair better in this scene. Oh. <laughs> when we're talking about hair. He got all mm. done up for her. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's wearing a t-shirt in these scenes with Penny. that uh, just says fresh at the top. Um, but I don't, but I'm dying to know if it says something below it. Right. I think it's a DJ, it, like a mm. drawing of a DJ. So I'm, my, my, my dad answers, it says fresh beats. Fresh beats. <laughs> Uh, but maybe it just says fresh. I don't know. I, I don't get a good. You don't get a good look at it. Um, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think. I mean. Really. I know. There's been T-shirts in this movie that I have searched and searched and searched for, and I've yet to find them. Yep. And you know maybe this would be one of them, but you know it could be. It could be just be a local DJ in Chicago that was in. Mm. Yeah. Right. You know. That's what I no thought. No one too. on the right. No one on the interwebs says come to your rescue this time, Chris. No one, no. Uh, someone, I mean, there's a, there is a website like uh, what is it, T-shirts in film or something like that, mm. and it actually came up like, <laughs> but I'm like, oh my god, here it is, and it's like uh, Rob Gordon wears a fresh T-shirt in this in high fidelity. <laughs> I'm like, no, I need to know where that T-shirt came from. <laughs> like, right, what is right, it? Right. Maybe he had it screen printed. Yeah, right. Mm. 
So if anyone knows, any of our listeners, right. our right. many listeners, Again, then... Oh well, yeah, that but, we're counting on listeners to find some yes. of these pieces of information that we can't find. Yeah, that's part of the reason I wanted to do this movie as a podcast is so we could have other people find these things for me. Right. Or you. <laughs> it's, right. All about me. it's all for you, Chris. It's all about you. <laughs> um, the last uh, is the the songs in these minutes. There's only one song in these minutes. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, I know there's there's something like. Like they said, seventy different pieces of music and songs that appear throughout the film, but we're in, you know, minute forty, mm. and we've only had like a few songs per five-minute chunk, and, and this one only had one. It was um, "Who Loves the Sun" by the Velvet Underground, and I'm like, how are we going to get to all seventy of those songs? Maybe it just speeds up as the film goes along. I don't, yeah, I, don't know. I feel like we've had some songs and like. Five, up to five or six songs in, in a few of the previous minutes. No, not really. I think one no. one of them one of them. Had, I think it's almost it's over twenty. Is over twenty over so 20, far. Over twenty songs. Okay. Oh yeah, we'll get there. Okay, I'm just nervous that you know. <laughs> You're nervous, nervous that the internet has let you down yet again. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I can't trust this internet thing. I was, you know, kind of. Take... You shouldn't. You should do your research. Media literacy. Yes, media literacy. Yeah. Bad media literacy. Okay, that's all I have for tidbits for these five minutes, so I'll stop talking now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I had anything else. Yeah, is there anything? No, no, I'm in suspense. I'm in suspense. Yeah, it's a good cliffhanger ending. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't expecting it to end when it ended, and I was <clears throat> annoyed. <laughs> Dave, what about you? Anything else for these five? I do not. I'm good. All right. Yeah. So let's move on. Yeah, we have to do some, a top five. It was hard to come up with one for this one. Mm. So our our thinly veiled connection is that Rob went to the movies. Right. In these five minutes. Uh, so we're going to do top five movies. Right. But so one reason we can we also can say we're doing top five movies films is because if you do, I don't know, we did a search on like the top five things in the movie and it does or it says Rob shares his top five films, but. We can't find where, so... Yeah, it's in the script, but it's not in the film. Right. I, yeah, I hope we don't go through the film and then I'm wrong. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I couldn't remember, because, yeah, where we saw it, it shares his top five films. Yep. But I don't remember hearing that in the movie ever. Mm. So that's another connection. Yeah. Yeah, so top five films. How do you come up with top five films? Oh. It's just, we should have had, like, a top five... Like Chris and I were talking, uh, like guilty pleasure films. Yes. Or, like, like a genre or like a, a category. subcategory. Mm. Because to pick your top five films, not an yeah. easy thing. It's yeah. Not easy. Yeah. Did you guys find it easy or hard? Hard. Three of them I found easy, and then I started to like decide, like, oh gosh, I wish we did categories. Mm. But I'm right. okay with saying this and knowing that this. This list could change. It's okay. It's okay. It doesn't have to be. It's not going on your gravestone. Exactly. Oh, interesting. So these are top five. These are our top five favorite films right now, as of the day we're recording. It could change. Yes. Yes. And of course, we all. So really, we have top six films because High Fidelity would really just be in all of our. Oh well, of course. Why would we podcast about a movie that's not in our top five? <laughs> right. No. 
No, Dave, no. No. Sorry. It's not in your top ten. Um, um I, I don't care. know. I didn't I didn't go through my top ten. <laughs> staying care. So you oh. I had to whittle down from a top ten. Hmm. Should we start with Rob's top five or save Rob's top five for when we're done? I don't Rob has Rob has a top five movies? In the, we did yeah. As we just said a minute ago. Were you not listening? Dave, how are you not listening? We're podcasting. <laughs> technical difficulties with my headphones so dave was quickly helping me so that might have been our distraction yes we yeah Yeah, he does does have top five but not in the not in these five minutes and not in the movie that was released so but in the script in the script script. yeah um i don't know i said sure so say yeah say his first let's hear hear those okay so the sequence is when he's actually talking about his top five books yeah. Um, love and Time of Cholera, and he actually doesn't mention all Johnny Cash's book, but he doesn't mention all of them in the film either. Right. Um, uh, so, but he goes on. He, as soon as he finishes that, um, he says his top five movies are Blade Runner, Cool Hand Luke, mm. the, the first two Godfathers, which will count as one, um, Taxi Driver, and The Shining. Mm. Okay. So even like Stanley Kubrick there, I yeah, guess. Yeah, huh? I guess so. Uh, okay, so I nominate Kathy to go first. <laughs> Chris! <laughs> <sighs> okay, all right. I think we know one of the movies that will be on. Yeah, we might have five. talked about it. Oh, I, I think... Um, Shawshank Redemption? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that is a top five movie. Awesome. Um, so that's that's one. I'll just keep it brief. So Shawshank Redemption. Yep. Okay. Goodwill Hunting. Yep. Okay. Dead Poet Society. Yep. And then I'm going with two fairly contemporary films, Wonder Woman. Ooh, mm. nice. Wonder Woman. And Black Panther. Oh, look at you, Kathy. Wow. I know. Fun now, choices. believe me, I've got like 15 more that are in a, could be a top 20 for me. Right. But I, I right. really went with those five. Okay. I love it. I love it. I would have yeah. guessed two of those, so I've... I did pretty well. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. I um, nominate Candace. Me. Okay. All right. So my first one is always, and I think I have already said it, The Sound of Music is my top five movie, my number one movie of all time. So that's my the favorite. Films are alive. They are. <laughs> yeah. Like Dave's, they are. Are, Dave's our soundtrack today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's my, my favorite movie of all time. Um, and then... Uh, I love all these movies. <laughs> I was saying to Chris, like, oh gosh, okay, I obviously have a favorite actress and maybe an actor. <laughs> so, um, I love You've Got Mail, is like mm. I've watched that movie so many times. Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks, and oh, Kathleen Kelly, and the shopper on the corner. And I, I just, I love that movie mm-hmm. so much. Um, and then Keeping with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, Sleepless in Seattle. Prequel. Prequel, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I adore that movie. I feel like it's timeless, and I know it's not, I mean, you know, based on. Um, oh. Uh, is it a fair to fair remember? remember? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I don't know. I just, I just love them in it, and um, and so, and then now I've got a third Meg Ryan movie. <laughs> Which I'm like, oh my gosh, obvious girl crush. Proof of life. 
Uh, no. <laughs> no. When Harry met Sally. When Harry met Sally. Thank you, Kathy. Yes. Um, so, yeah, when Harry met Sally, not City of Angels. Is that that oh, movie? Oh, City of Angels. I mm. hate that movie. I will never watch a movie mm. ever again. Um, and then my last one is uh, Dirty Dancing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, nothing deep in my collection, mm. but nope. they all, I love them all. So. And. Um, Three of those movies I had as my backup, so ah. a connection. Mm. Kathy Candace connection. <laughs> um, let's see, Dave, why don't you go next? Four of them, actually. Sure. Um, so I have uh, I have like a couple movies that are always in my top five, but um, you know I was thinking about this like who chooses like you know top five movies like you know you have like the AFI and the different film industries and Oscar and all that other kind of stuff. And I'm like, why do they get to pick those movies? And why don't I, <laughs> you know, like my movies are good. You should be the standard. Right. What do they know? So I will preface that three of these movies are animated. Um, and those that know me from Star Trek minute know that I love animation. So, mm -hmm. yes. Um, so I'll start with the two Don animated films and, uh, number one for me for many years has always been Empire Strikes Back. Um, I just feel like that's such a complete movie from start to finish. Um, you know, ends on a downer and, you know, we learn a lot of information. Best lightsaber scene, I think in any of the Star Wars movies. Um, second movie is the Royal Tannenbaums, um, by Wes Anderson, um, I love him as a director. I love all of his movies. Um, I put his other movie, Isle of Dogs, as a close second mm -hmm. to his uh, to Royal Tenenbaums as you know, just being a fantastic movie. Um, third movie on my list is Up, um, which is the Pixar movie with um, the old man and the and Russell <laughs> and uh, Doug. Um, I just again, that's another movie that I watch and it just you know just. It has its ups, its downs. It definitely starts off on a horrible note, but I just—it's such a well, well-written movie. Um, next one is by uh, Miyazaki, which is uh, Princess Mononoke. So it's a full-length animated feature. Um, it's about nature and man, and you know the spirits of the forest and things like that. Um, and the last one is probably the movie that really got me more into like uh, Japanese animation, which is Akira. Oh, that thing is crazy cool. Yeah. I don't know that movie. We should watch and I do, it. And I do have a bunch of honorable mentions, but okay. I like Chris Go. Okay. Uh, yeah, I had like a, you know, I think a, t a 10 that, you know, top 10 that kind of came to me pretty quickly and it took a little bit to shuffle it around and get to the five, but uh, the five are uh, Star Wars, A New Hope. Oh, okay. Right? Uh, Wrath of Khan. Um, mm. ah. See Star Trek Minute.com <laughs> for all my thoughts there. Uh, I also had Royal Tannenbaums. Uh, Wes Anderson oh. films are all amazing. Uh, mm. A little tricky to kind of pick my favorite of his, but I think that one still has yeah. like the most, uh, I don't know, all the, the so many characters, so many relationships. And uh, mm. yeah, that's my favorite. Um, Unforgiven. Clint Eastwood oh, yeah. Western with Gene Hackman and it's just an amazing story and uh, it's like a slow movie but it's mm. not boring and it's it, uh, there's some fantastic moments in it um, and then my last one is one I try to watch every year on July 4th weekend Jaws 
Mm. I love that movie. It's a, uh, I don't know. I want, I, I want to say it's like a perfect movie, but it's just there's something about it that it's so rewatchable yeah. and it's scary every time. <laughs> and, uh, anyway. Oh yeah, that's uh, so. That's on my honorable mention was Jaws. Okay. I love Jaws. Um, are we doing honorable mentions? Sure. All right, I'll just do mine real quick since I'm already here. Uh, my next three are all about humans meeting aliens. Uh, 2010, um, Contact, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And cool. uh, the last two were Fandango and, yeah. and The Professional. The Groovers. Oh, fun. Okay. I love The Professional. Candice, you got any honorable mentions? Do I have any honorable mentions? Um, I guess I kind of do. I have Forrest Gump. So Tom Hanks, so that's that would be three Tom Hanks in there. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, the Sex in the City movie. Uh, I, I, I love that movie. The first one, not the yep. second one. I'd say the second one was just purely eye candy. Um, but I, I love the first one. I love the show, and I love, I think, the first movie I just thought was perfect. Um, I have My Fair Lady as one. I have, and, um, Ooh, I love My Fair Lady. That's a great one. Yeah. And then I have... A guilty pleasure, uh, saving Silverman. <laughs> so that's a Jack Blackwood, and I just, I don't know. I, we don't have TV the way we are movie. Like we don't have cable, and so like you know, whenever it was on, I would always, I would watch it. It's just one of those movies mm. that I love. It makes me laugh, and it's ridiculous. And I would probably shake my head at it. I haven't watched it in a while, but mm. I do love that movie. So those are my honorable mentions. Oh, Kathy. Uh, like I mentioned before, all the four out of five of your top five were in my honorable mention, but then I'm going to add in Boys in the Hood, In Love and Basketball, Inside Out, and Return of the Jedi, and, and The Great Debaters. <laughs> Sorry, I guess those were more than honorable mentions. All right, Dave, go. So last ones I had, I had Jaws on my list. Oh, uh, Wrath of Khan, yeah. you know, is still in my top ten. Um Raiders of Lost Ark, mm. uh, Blade Runner, and uh, Beauty and the Beast, the animated movie. The animated one. Mm. Oh, I forgot Blade Runner. Oh, God. I stink. Yeah. <laughs> kind of surprised. Dave, I was going to be upset with you if Wrath of Khan was not on your list somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's All right. Fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then uh, I think we're good for this week. Yeah. 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 Hopefully, right. after people listen, maybe they'll share their. Please. Top five movies. Yes. On yeah. The, yeah, on the social medias. On the social medias. So, where would we go to share your top fives? Uh, you can head over to Facebook and join the High Fidelity Listener Lounge. Uh, you can talk to us about the music, the movies, your top fives. Love to hear from you. Um, we're also on Twitter and Instagram as uh, High Fidelity Min. Um, and uh, we're on Spotify. So you can look us up, uh, find all the playlists, uh, the music from the movie. Um, and that's uh, the High Fidelity Minute podcast on Spotify. So check us out, and uh, we'll be back next week talking about minutes 46 through 50 here, right. here at the High Fidelity Top 5. Bye now. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.